Today's Vag has been dedicated and sponsored for the Atzlocha of our dear Avrech HaChoshev Chaim Siru and his family. Chaim, as we know, was one of the first ten Bochum that joined the yeshiva. And Baruch Hashem flourished and grew, and she continued to grow and flourish. Bezat Hashem. Should be matzliach b'chol ma'aseyadav and the zechut of the tzedakah and the limud haTorah. Today we're about to start a classic work from Rabbi Sol Salanta that's full with yesoidus that we need for avodas Hashem. This is called Igeres Hamusa. In the beginning of the Igeres Hamusa, Rabbi Sol Salanta writes an introduction, a psicha, where it's a poetic. Writing that's very deep and has a lot of yesoidus in it. He discusses the concept of dimyon. So let me give you a little bit of an overview before we read the words to get a little bit more clarity. Okay? <clears throat> a person has in him desires, ritzonot. Those ritzonot, those desires can be very destructive. They can also be very productive. Because without desires and without ritzonot and without passions, a person can't do anything in this world. So these are kelim. We look at them as a person's kelim to go through life. However, if these ritzonot are left alone and they're not developed and they're not working under the dictatorship of the seichel, they can be very dangerous, these kohot. Lever it or not. Because they can drive a person to do the worst things in the world. Okay? However, there is a very deep point that Rabbi Salant is going to bring out now. Because simply, the way we look at it is, taivas against seichel. That's the, the fight. The taivas against the seichel. Rabbi Salant is that it's not really like that. The tivers, in order to be destructive, needs to use a vehicle called dimin. Dimin is a vehicle by which it allows to drive the tivers into the destructive place. Can't work without dimin. Okay? So we have to learn exactly what dimin is and how to define it. I don't want to use the word fantasy because I want to define it based on Rabbi Sol Salanta. But he's saying that without a kaya dimyan, a person cannot go and use his taivas in a destructive way. Okay? Now, the taivas are, wants to make a person free. Using the kaya dimyan, he wants to be free. Free means that he can do whatever he wants. He's not bound to anything. There's no repercussions. There's no responsibility. There's no accountability. There's no consequences. Because in the real world, everything we do has accountability, it has consequences, and even more so, when a person has a direction in life, the direction in life causes a person to have boundaries, right? Let's say a person is a working man. He works for somebody. 
and he has to pay his bills, you know. He has a family, he has to pay his bills. So he has to develop a certain structure in his life in order to be able to do that. That structure holds a person in place. It creates boundaries that he can't just be up until 4 o'clock in the morning. And he can't just go party and do things that are destructive to the structure that he has. So structure keeps a person in check. And therefore, even if he has desires, but he will know how to work with his desires, because he has structure. What creates structure in a person's life? That's called seichel. The seichel Adam creates the structure, creates the boundaries. And Mimela is taivas don't go wild. However, when a person uses this koyach hanefesh called dimyin, which we'll see there is a very good place in Avoida to use dimyin too, but if he uses dimyin in a wrong way, in a bad way, basically what dimyin does for the person is, it takes away all boundaries. Because there is no direction. For starters, for starters, there's no direction. It's only about my pleasure and what feels good and what's kishmak and it's for the here and now. So there is no boundaries when you work with dimyan. There's also no repercussions. There's no consequences. There's no ramifications to your deeds. So the dimyan has to remove all that from your conscious thinking. Because if you're thinking about if I'm going to do this, I'm going to affect myself in a certain way, that's going to restrict me from doing something. Right? So let's say a guy wants to be a bum, but then he knows that he's going to get thrown out of yeshiva, so that conscious reality will restrict him from doing something that he really wants to do. So seichel will restrict you, and dimyan will do its work to take away all the restrictions possible. All of it. So it's kind of, you're not living in reality. Dimyan makes you that you don't live in reality. But what's the driving force behind why you don't want to live in reality? Is because you want to be free. See, that's a deep thing. The human being wants to be free. He uses a koyach dimyan to allow him not to live in reality so he can be free. Free to do what? Free to follow his desires. So the vehicle by which the desires are able to be hoylech, to go out and, and, and in a practical way in his life, needs the help of dimyan. That means, if I have a desire to do an avera, but my seichel is very clear, that for this avera there's going to be a repercussion, so then it's going to create a boundary. It's not going to allow me to do it. So then my ratzon is blocked, right? But if I live in dimyan, in imagination, or in fantasy, I don't really want to use English words right now because I really want to understand clearly what dimyan is, how to define it. But if I'm living in a lack of reality, that means, lack of reality means there will be no repercussion for what I'm doing. Then I'll do it. So the Ratzon needs dimyan. It can't go without dimyan. Impossible. But it's a very sophisticated thing, Dimyan. It doesn't mean that you live in like this la-la land 
in a way that's disconnected with real life. It's a very deep thing. I'll give you an example of Dimin, okay? A sophisticated example of Dimin. Because Rabbi Shosalant is going to tell us in a minute that even though a person knows he's going to die, Osir Havadai, so he's not going to live forever. And even though he knows that one day there is a judgment on, on the person's life, his Koyach Adimyan will tell him the words that Rabbi Sosalanta uses is that someone else will be punished for his behaviors. Now why is that? Why would I think that someone else should be punished for my behaviors if I did it? How does the Koyach Adimyan work in such a manner? So the answer is, because if I personally can blame society, family, friends, other people for my problems, so then who's going to be punished for my problems? Not me. Hashem gave me this crazy Yitzhahara, which is so out of control, and I have no ability to deal with it, so now it's the Yitzhahara's fault that Hashem put in me. What do you want from me? Right? That means that a person could use Dimyan in such a sophisticated way that he has such a clear explanation why someone else should be punished for him, not himself. See how deep that is? So it's not like the Pshad is the guy's living in Dimyan and he thinks that he's going to be Chayla Olam. He's going to live forever. Doesn't mean like that. But it means that he has a way of distorting reality in order for him to be free to do whatever he wants. That's a very deep thing. Is that unchapter? That's a very deep thing. Very deep. You understand? Let's say we spoke about how the human being is very taken by his own milers and his own achievements. Meaning, he over-focuses on his goodness and his achievements and his tzitkis and he chooses to forget his weaknesses. Right? Correct? So simply we say, that's a koyach of gaiva. You know, gaiva wants to feel big. Right? You want to feel great. You want to feel high. According to Rabbi Sosalanta, we can understand that with Dimyan as well. Because if I tell somebody, you know, there's a big day of judgment tomorrow, and he says, it's true, there's a big day of judgment. But I'm going straight into the top of Ganeiden, you know? How do I know? Because I did this, and I did that, and I did this, right? So the Dimyan is not just going to be like this uh, awkward thing of Dimyan. It's going to be very sophisticated Dimyan. Because you're going to have all kinds of riots and all kinds of proofs that the reality, you're distorting the reality. So by distorting the reality, now what? I'm free to do what I want. Because nothing will happen. So again, you have to get the amkis. It's a very deep thing. We're going to keep learning it. Because every person has to know this. Because according to what Rabbi Shosalant is saying, if you have a Kaya Dimyan operative in you, then you could learn Musa from today till tomorrow, and you will stay the same bad guy. Because you'll learn Masil Yisharim, and you will see how Masil Yisharim pertains to everybody but you. You understand? Nothing's going to happen to you. You're a great man. 
And even if you get, you, you agree that you're gonna go to Gehenna for something, let's say, right? Rabbi Shol Salata says, but you'll say, it's not gonna be so difficult, my Gehenna. Why would you say that? Gehenna is Gehenna. You read the books. You're not, uh, denying the truth that it says in the Sefer, right? So what's the Dimyan? The Dimyan is that my Averis are Oinsim. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little Shkoga. Ulai. So therefore, it's going to be like a slap on the wrist. I'm good. You understand? So we have to learn this subject because this is such a deep subject. Because there are cheshboinahs in MS and in Seichel, which doesn't say that, that says that not everything you do is so bad. For sure. So this is a very deep subject because you have to understand how to live within reality. But, but we're going to learn the subject, so it's a vad. We have to like crack it open through the safer. That's why it needs consistency. Because if you really want to know what goes on in your brains and in your heart and your mind and how you operate, you got to know this. So the first principle that we have to get clear, like the, this is the aleph. The aleph principles we have to go know that we have to get clear is a person be'etzim wants to be chofshi. He wants to be free to do what he wants. That's a deep thing in the Koyches HaNefesh. means the Ritzoyinists want to do what he wants. But you can't just do what you want. There's a realistic world that lives here. Right? You punch somebody in the nose who's stronger than you, will punch you back, you know? Don't do that. It's a, real, it's a reality, you know? You live in a realistic world. So the realistic world that you live in is creating boundaries to your will. But you don't want boundaries on your will. So what do you need to use? You need to use another koyach called dimyan. The koyach dimyan is going to make, falsify the reality in order to take away the boundaries, in order that you could do whatever you want. That's how dimyan works. You understand? But what I'm explaining to you is that dimyan is so sophisticated, it doesn't mean that the guy's living in dreams like, you know? He has a way of defining reality in an unrealistic way in order for him to do whatever he wants. That's the oimik. Okay, let's read a little bit of the words because it's very poetic. But I'm going to show you how all the amkis comes out over here. Deep stuff. Okay? Shlomo, you with me? Okay, this is very deep. Now sometimes the dimming goes the other way. If that's what the Yetzirah wants to use it for. To crush you. So it will overemphasize your Averis and the Mishpat too. Will overemphasize your averus. It's a very deep thing. Before I read, I have to explain it to you. Sometimes the dimyan works the other way. The dimyan sometimes says you're a big avera guy, and you're going to Gehenim, and you're going to burn in Gehenim. Wow, it sounds like a tzaddik, you know, Mr. Balsechel. No, because when you are such a big avaryan, and you are such burning in Gehenim, then what happens is you become depressed. And when you become depressed, you lose your Bechira to do good. So he also took you out of reality to do what? To be free from doing good. There's different ways he can make you free from doing good. Either by making you the biggest Russian Klal Yisrael, and then you're free from doing good because you're cooked anyway. You understand? Or he will say, listen, I have such big Averis, Hashem's not going to care about the little things, you know? I did azag, then who cares if I came to Shachar, I didn't come, why does Hashem care? I'm already cooked, you know? No. 
That's not true. So you see how it could work from both sides of the fence? We're going to learn. Dimyun is what it's doing is, it's distorting the reality in order to give you freedom to do what you want. And it could work in different ways. And this is a very deep subject to understand how to tell the difference between Dimyun and Seichel and how to work. Okay? This is very important. You ready? You up for this challenge of learning again or something? Huh? No? You're too scared of it, huh? Don't worry. We'll give you all the chizukim and we'll show you how to do it in a practical way. Okay? But first you have to look at the reality. That's the important thing. Okay? Then we'll teach you how to deal with it in a healthy way. You with me, Rabbi Say? Ah, shook, you hopping? You sure? Okay, so you see that you have to get this piece under control. That way you don't, that way your Musa and your Torah will be beneficial for you. Okay? Do we have time? Well, let's start a little later. Let's, let's read a few words, okay? Tomorrow we're gonna have photocopies, Bez Hashem. Okay? He's free. With dimin. When you're living an unrealistic life, it gives you freedom. It gives you freedom. I'm going to tell you what the freedom is for in a second. But if you live a secha life, you're not free. You have boundaries and you have gedar. Your heart is full with desires. And now you want to follow them. But you can't follow them because there's repercussions. So you can't always follow them. So the dimyan will allow you to follow them. So it's moilichoy. Your tithes are not your problem. Everybody has tithes. You have to have tithes. If you don't have tithes, how are you going to do anything in life? So your tithes are not the issue. What's your issue? Your dimyan is the issue. Because the dimyan will allow the tithes to go pshh. Whatever he wants. He's not going to be afraid of the future. He's not afraid that Hashem is going to judge him on his deeds. He's not afraid of the Yisurim of Ghanim. Why? Because in his dimyin, he thinks, you see from the next line, The Seichel says that no one else is going to get punished, only you're going to get punished. But the dimyin says someone else will. You're going to get punished for your deeds. The same guy who did that very will be punished, right? That means the dimion says the opposite. The dimion says, Zar, someone else will be punished for my deeds. Why would you think like that? What kind of foolish thing is to think like that? So the answer is like I told you. Because I could go through life blaming everyone and everything and every circumstance on someone else. So even if I put a guy down, I pin him down, I say, look, you're doing this thing and it's wrong. No, 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 no. It's my chabrusa. You're not learning. No, it's the rabbi, it's the chabrusa, it's this. So, but, but the bitul Torah was done. Not me punished. The Rebbe is going to be punished. He's going to be punished because he didn't shtel too to make a good matzah for me. Or my chabrus is going to be punished. Or my roommate, he keeps me up late at night, so he is going to get punished for my gana. Zar, the other guy, is going to be punished. But why, but why am I saying these krumasvaras? Why am I making up all these krumasvaras? 
because I want to be free. I want to do Bittal Torah. I really want to be Mavatal Torah. I really want, you know. I do not want to learn. Learning is restrictive. I don't want to do it. But I know that if you have Bittal Torah, I read the Chazal, it says that if a person makes Bittal Torah, what happens to him? So I say, I got a problem because the reality is going to stop me from making Bittal Torah. I have a very good way of dealing with it. It's really, I'm not Mavatal Torah. I'm Pasha Torah. At best, I'm a shaygik, but I'm not there. Uh, I said, oh, no, not me. And they said, this is the, the computer in your brain that's working all the time. And therefore, learning Musa won't pertain to you. Because you can learn the whole sefer on the Avon of Bitu Torah, and you will say, Baruch Hashem, I don't have that sin. I wasn't built like this, you know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me in a bad way. What should I do? He said my tafkid is to be a millionaire and support Torah, you know. The guy's a whole of 18 years old and he already knows his tafkid. <laughs> Last week in the question and answer, the guy says, I know my tafkid is to work. You're such a smart guy, you don't even know how to, I don't want to say what, and you already know your tafkid. Azag Balkishrin, you know. It's my tafkid. So now, he will live an entire life of running after Gashmir's and bottling, and then he says, what Gehenam? Gan Eden! I did my tafkid, you know? Shmoiridik, the Koyachadimian. But why does he use the Koyachadimian? Because he wants to be free as a bird. You understand? So we'll have to stop here today because it's late. But this is big Yusoidus. We gotta learn this like a Lamdin. And chop it in a practical way, and we have to bring it home and know how to do it healthy, like we always do, step by step. Okay. First, we learn the subject, then we go step by step.